0: On just clap me on that's on phones on silent. Make sure that's
1: do you ever look at the camera at all? Then,
0: no, not really, no, not at all, really. Just just um, just talk to ourselves, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, we release it on Instagram and
0: so I'll put some like what I'll do, I'll put some like shorter. You know, like the um, reels? Yeah. So I'll break some stuff down in, into reels. That's cool. So like any like, um, what do they call it? Bite-sized content, I can yeah, use yeah. that. Yeah. But sometimes it looks quite good when you use like, a, where you just do it as it is, like the landscape. Because with things yeah, with portrait, really it fucks cool. the quality. True. Not unless, because yeah, yeah. the only other thing I'd like to do is get two or three cameras... And then have them like dotted around and then you can capture like portraits and, yeah, and landscapes. Mean. Oh yeah,
1: because I've seen that on a few podcasts. You yeah, like, yeah that would be sick. as um, a studio. It
0: took enough to set this up with one camera. <laughs> <actually. laughs> yeah, but it could be like a full time thing. <laughs> <and laughs> doing like lots of regular. Yeah. Cause there is there is like you there is money to be made in podcasts and that I think. If you can if you can like get into the right like, market and stuff, 100%. you do the like, right thing. Right, should you do it? What what forty five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm nervous. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Cars and Coppers podcast. So, before I get into this amazing podcast with David Malin where we talk about his watch brand, Olivia Malin, um along with some business talk and some car talk, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about some updates that are happening with Cars and Coppers over the next couple of months. So we've got events as normal on every third Sunday of the month, so the next one is a week today on February the 18th at Greendale Farm Shop. And next one after that is March the 17th. A little exclusive one for you guys and girls that are listening and watching the Cars and Cuppers podcast. April marks the year anniversary that Cars and Cuppers have been around. So what I thought to would do is create something a little bit different for this event. We're going to actually be doing our first Supercar Sunday. So we're going to get a few local traders involved, um, some automotive businesses and some car dealerships, um, such as Cars, Ferrari and whoever else we can get involved for the April event. We also want to hopefully get a special guest to appear um, and do some sort of meet and greet type stuff. So more will be confirmed on that over the next couple of months. Um, But we're planning a really good and big meet for the April one to mark the year anniversary of cars and cuppers. So that's a little exclusive one to the um, watchers and listeners of the podcast. This information hasn't gone anywhere else. um, So you, you are the first people to know about that. Also got some amazing podcast guests lined up from racing drivers, police officers, business owners, um, so yeah, it's going to be a cool year for cars and cuppers. We're going to be taking the podcast here, there and everywhere, not just um, doing Exeter. We want to take podcasts to London, Manchester, Birmingham and all of them places. Um, just see where it goes. Got some other cool, exciting news that's going to be happening over the next couple of months. More will be revealed on that um, very, very shortly. So yeah, that's all the updates for cars and coppers for now. Let's get into the podcast with David Malin. Right, Dave, welcome to the podcast. Do you prefer Thanks, being called mate. Dave or David? I didn't ask you that, actually. Either or is fine, mate. Either or. Yeah. Um, so, you, well, people are joining us in your uh, office for Olivier yeah. Malin, your watch brand. Yeah. Um, obviously, we want to try and get you involved more with cars and coppers a little bit. Um, I know you're into cars. Obviously, you've got a watch brand. I know there's a few people who have come to cars and coppers that are invested into the watch brand. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it'd be quite cool just to chat with you. Sit, learn a little bit more about the watch brand and just find out um, what's going on with appreciate olivia it. Malin. Thanks. so thanks for having me on yeah, it's great to have you on it's been taking a little while to uh, get each other in one place at one time yeah. we've both been manic busy, busy, busy boys <laughs> you've got a couple of things going on i've got a couple of things going on but we're joining well, you're joining us on a friday evening um we got there in the end it took us a little while to set up the podcast Good. we can
1: end it with a beer <laughs> yeah no, gonna need something.
0: so if you'd just like to um tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about olivia Malin.
1: Yeah, so uh Olivia Malem uh, launched it in well in during the pandemic. Um so we're into our fourth year now. Um exciting brand. Uh love watches. I'm half Swiss. Um you know, I've always had this kind of fascination with watches and um, you know, obviously I've got a lot of watch making uh, heritage in the family and, and whatever else. And um yeah, I just felt like one day I would always like to, you know, launch a a brand
0: so you said you, uh, in your family was there um like your dad or your dad's dad doing yeah so my dad's plans?
1: dad my grandfather was uh a watchmaker in, and obviously he was swiss um in the valley Joux, which is like the watch uh capital of the world so that's where all of my pga are based and uh well, the five big ones really um and yeah he died before i was born so i never unfortunately never got to meet him but um yeah watchmaker did his apprenticeship in the valley jewel and um yeah kind of went from there and obviously i've had this fascination with it but the actual idea behind it was my background is events uh and the sort of entertainment industry so i pretty much my whole working life my whole adult working life has been in the entertainment industry how did you get to that um was a bit of a party boy? Just a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a sort of, yeah, Eminem wannabe, really. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I just like, loved hip-hop and music and the industry. My mum's a singer, well, was a singer. She's sort of retired from singing. No way, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, she sort of d- did all the like the, the local pubs. Yeah, good on. And, stuff like that. and yeah, I sort of spent my life in pubs and clubs. Did you grow up in Exeter? Uh, I've sort of moved around all over the place. I was born in London, uh, but I lived in Switzerland for nine years, so moved to Switzerland when I was about two um and then that was a
0: mad experience wasn't
1: it yeah that was cool it was a Mm. a really it was a good experience a good time in my life um and um yeah so we moved there when i was a kid my dad sort of launched a business out there and we kind of started with nothing out there and gave it a go and he did really well with it and yeah i think like it was a two-year plan that turned into nine years and you know i went to school there and stuff um Things kind of didn't go to plan at the end. There was a few few issues um, which ended up in us moving back to England. Um, and then I kind of, I think I was like year, maybe year six at school or something. So I lived like one year of primary school here. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, just the love sort of for the, for the music industry really. And just like being involved in, you know, in the industry in general. And I had this fascination with wanting to be somehow in the industry, but like living in Devon. There isn't many opportunities. (laughs) There isn't many people knocking on your door to give you a record deal or work backstage or whatever. So, um, yeah, so I I literally just hustled and um, knocked on doors. I wrote to record labels and um, Death Row Records.
0: No
2: way.
1: Rockefeller Records. Just trying to, like, just for, like, a work experience thing. I I just wanted to do something in that industry and just not have your typical nine
0: to five. So was you like, was you rapping in that
1: or anything like that? No, not at all. I I mean, I wish I could, I'd like, (laughs) um, but, um, yeah, I I just kind of like wanted to, yeah, have an involvement in the industry. So I had to find my place. So because I couldn't rap or sing, uh, I started DJing. So that DJing kind of step got me or gave me the step into the industry. um, and again, I was like, "Well, where am I going to DJ around here?" <laughs> especially like sp- specific, like hip hop and R and B DJ. Like I tried, um, and then went to Cyprus. Um I did a couple of seasons out there. Just loved it. Yeah, I bet um, that was insane. I was meant to do like a couple of months, now I ended up staying out there for three years. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so I literally did um, did three years of that. Loved it. Met a lot of really good contacts. Um, Basically, just managed to live the dream, like just being a, like a hip hop and R and B DJ. That's class. Hanging out in clubs and partying in the Mediterranean. It was like it was it was cool. What but, age were you be at that point? Uh, so I did that when I was uh, nineteen.
0: yeah that's good age to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So, uh, no, so it was it was like yeah, it was like the kind of perfect kind of opportunity to earn money doing what I loved and sort of trying to build up a little, um, you know, career out of it. So from DJing, I went on to putting on my own nights and became a bit of a promoter. Yeah came back to the uk put on some of my own nights and then uh that then turned into a bit of an agency where i was then doing tours with acts and then representing bigger names and whatever else so yeah it kind of went full circle and essentially you know i knocked on a lot of doors no one really gave me the opportunity but i kind of created it yeah and then years later i ended up you know working with snoop dogg and stuff and ironically that was kind of what i wanted to do from the get yeah. but it just took like a bit of a longer
2: route yeah, it's going to get a circle, there. yeah.
1: And then moving forward into like the watch world, funnily enough, as much as you know, I've got the, the watch heritage and the you know the, the background, which one day I wanted to like tap into because it hasn't been done. Yeah, you know, um, sort of died with my granddad, and he was a watchmaker. He, he wasn't, he didn't own a brand or anything. Um, it was working with AX. Snoop Dogg in particular actually that I suddenly realised like how the like culture had shifted a little bit to the point where, you know product and social media influencing became such a big thing. Yeah. Um so suddenly like, you know, I was doing shows with Snoop Dogg and I was getting approached by what should have been promoters booking him for a set. Instead it was being approached for Snoop Dogg to endorse a T shirt line or a teeth whitening or like you know all (laughs) these and i just thought imagine you know if i had a product and i've got all these contacts i've built up over the last 15 years 20 years you know i could get the products into the hands of the right people because i'm getting approached by people with products yeah that contact list is
0: huge isn't it if you can build gain contacts like that you're literally right
1: foots in the door straight away isn't it absolutely yeah and i just felt like you know that if anything it's you know it's not much of a cv but it's kind of it's the contacts that i've built up and the networking and the you know putting the years of work into getting to know people that that's kind of that paid off that was kind of what i took for it so i thought you know if i had a product i could get it to these people um loved watches and started looking into the idea of it and then the pandemic hit um and the events industry fell apart hospitality fell apart everything fell apart and I was literally found myself just sitting there, you know, just had a, my second child at the time um and I'm thinking, well, everything that I've put all my life into is gone for now. We don't know how long for how long is the pandemic going to drag on for? Is hospitality ever going to come back? Are we mm, ever going to be allowed to
0: sketchy time isn't it? A weird time? I tried to think what it was like for you in that position as well
1: Well it was issue I just all I remember was just sitting there thinking, right well, not I have no income from any of this anymore um and all I'm doing is refunding people for events that yeah. can happen because of the pandemic. Um so it was kind of like the riskiest and scariest time, but also maybe the best time for a new um you know, a new avenue, a new kind of business, if you like. Um so took the gamble, launched it, um, got some great people on board, you know, the great memories really like to to've launched the brand at a time where, you know, we weren't really allowed to like meet people and yeah. to create content. Yeah.
2: And,
0: yeah, so it was. Um, yeah, yeah. There were so many rules and regulations, wasn't there? Oh, what was... you can and can't do and stuff.
1: Yeah, you just couldn't <laughs> keep up with it, could you? I, oh, mean, I know. It was like one minute you were allowed to go for a walk, and then you weren't, and then you, you know, it was. Um, but then you were allowed. To, there was a time where you were allowed to meet for work. Yeah. Um, and this time, um, Jack Noel got on board when we launched the Jack Noel
0: audition, which was one of the first. Uh, How did you come about meeting Jack Noel? Was it just was you always in, into in rugby beforehand? Yeah, d-
1: developed a good friendship with Jack, and you know, we kind of. I guess we probably crossed paths through like the club industry, yeah. and, like, you know, sorting out the chief boys tickets yeah, to yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, no, he, he was, he was great. You know, he put a lot of time into it and I kind of pitched to him. I was like, you know, I'm bringing out this watch brand. Um, just want to get you involved somehow. If it's if something you're interested in. And, um, had the idea of doing like a chat and audition. edition. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was all kind of at that sketchy kind of pandemic time where we could kind of meet, but stay outside and, we were shooting stuff at his house.
0: You know, I remember seeing it all. Yeah, did you do some stuff down Exmouth and stuff like that. Yeah. You?
1: So and then that was later down the line. We so, so um, Jack got some of the boys on board. Henry Slade, Luke Kandiki, Dave viewers, Shout out to all them. <laughs> um, they all got on board and they were you know amazing really. Um, but we did. They've all got like six, motorbikes yeah so i think that's
0: what took my eye initially i seen all the bikes and then also realized that they were doing this yeah. like watch shoot I <laughs> saying, well we had to do a separate shoot with
1: slady because he, d- he doesn't have a bike <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so um d- dicky dave and um jack got like, like unbelievable bikes yeah um i don't know the models but i know they're cool yeah they are cool um, <laughs> so we did a, sh- a shoot down in um in Topcham and that was really cool uh, but the first bike shoot we did was with jack's bike at his house right so it was kind of a case of well, you know what can we create out of yeah of nothing that, you know we can't we can't really go anywhere so i managed to get a photographer to come out and you know we just shot. shot yeah it looks stuff. a bit
2: better if you're
0: in like lockdown and you're riding around on motorbikes with yeah. and <laughs> and photographers and photographers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: so it was um yeah it was kind of but it made it exciting and like uh, looking back i think it's more of a yeah so it's a better memory yeah like actually we, we turned something negative into a positive yeah it was a tough time but we made it work and And the brand sort of grown from there. And, you know, um, I then started tapping into the contacts that I'd made previously um, to see if I could get people wearing my watches. You know, this is something I've dreamt up. I've designed all the watches. I've designed the brand. I've done every part. What did it
0: it take to, to like, get it up and running, like, to design all the watches Um, and stuff? Did you have contacts who could do all that sort of stuff? Or was it literally just a case of...
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, like sort of marketing and design and stuff is kind of my yeah, that's stronger true. point. Yeah. So I was kind of like, well, if I can sell club tickets or you know festival tickets and design flyers and stuff, yeah. uh, it, it kind of felt there was a synergy there for me to be able to design anything, really, and market anything. So I kind of started it on what I think is cool and what's trending and what watches I like and asking people what they like and finding out a bit more about what people want. Um, but I've just done it all in smaller steps yeah do you know what i mean rather yeah. than try and rush into right shit we've got to have like you know f- 10 collections and bring out thousands yeah. of watches and go massive straight away i'm just like well do you know quality what? over bring quantity at yeah limits. exactly yeah. Just bring out a small uh collection hopefully people will like them build from there and then that's how like you know the jack noel edition watch came out gave me an opportunity to bring out a couple of watches in that collection jack noel edition watch was really popular people loved yeah. it we did it they're all limited edition releases so we never re-released them and it creates a bit of a secondhand
0: yeah for it because you know there's but a scarcity of not owning that watch So there's less numbers people want that and they
1: yeah 100% it's like the minute it's sold out is when people want it more yeah more. um but it was more about just trying to make it unique because ultimately like there's so much choice out there like if you wanted a new watch tomorrow where would you start <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you might wander into, you know, one of the jewelers in the high street, um and once you do that, there's ten, fifteen different yeah, brands. So you might link it to, oh, I've seen this person wear this watch, and then it's price point. So you know, and I know I'm dabbling in quite a big industry, and it's it's, it's going to be a competitive one. But yeah. I feel like we've got we're onto something, and I feel like we've we've got something to offer. We've got great heritage. We've got family links to Audemars Piguet. Down the line, obviously, with descendants, it's, yeah, it's
0: quite... That's fun. class, isn't it? Yeah.
1: It's, um, it's one that you may not even know about if you didn't look into your family tree. But because, you know, in, in, in that part of Switzerland, it's quite an intertwined family. Yeah. Like kind of linked in some way. But, you know, I sort of realised that like, my, great-grand- my great-grandmother on my dad's side was uh, an Audemars. And my great-great-grandmother is a pga so I'm linked to both <laughs> sides cool. of the family there. And they're like, well, they're like my my dream watch brand, if you like, but they're yeah. also technically, like, there's a family link through marriage over the years. Um, and then, obviously, my granddad...
0: It's pretty like cool, isn't family. it? <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's huge. And I've, ne- I've never really been able to kind of, like, get that story out there Yeah, that's that, cool. I not wanted to hang everything on that yeah. and say, oh, you know, we're linked to some big names. But I think, hopefully, people that are into their watches that like the brand will then look into it and go actually there's some real strong yeah, genuine heritage here. yeah it's class um, so yeah so it's kind of kind of exciting really but kind of just growing it from there and bringing out new collections and how many watches you have got in a
0: collection at the minute <clears throat> that's a good question um, I should have got you to learn the facts and figures you know, that's
1: <laughs> a good point. Um, I think like maybe f- 14
2: 15 or something
1: like that yeah it's not a huge amount
2: it's still but good though isn't it yeah sort
1: of slowly kind of added to it and now we're thinking like you know we should probably about time we do another ladies watch we haven't done one for
0: a while um what does it take to like design each watch and like to is it a case of you build you design it you build it you tweak it you go back to the drawing boards or is it like you design it and then that, that's the final yeah it's,
1: it, it really is um like a, a back and forth um you know, come up with an idea, dream it up. I like the look of this. This is a really popular watch or colour scheme at the moment. Like gold, like the golden green players edition, golden greens just in at the moment. So we're yeah. looking to do a golden green one. And that, the players edition was based on the, the four rugby lads. Um, yeah. 10 year testimonial. And I said to the lads, well, what, what watch would you wear? Like, would you, what's your sort of style? Yeah. And they kind of like the golden green thing. So we built other variants off of the back of that. Yeah. To give more choice. It's class. Um, yeah, and ultimately, a lot of it is I just dream up an idea.
0: It's cool, like, isn't it?
1: Start like kind of drawing it and then sending it to like, we've got like obviously a, a tech team, if you like, with the manufacturing and sort of say, right, I want to do this, 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 and this. Then we redraw it again. And then we kind of get to the point where I'm like, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it's right. It's cool now.
0: that like a business like that has been founded and started from Exocer because businesses like that don't really start from places in Devon, do they? No, it's true. Yeah. It's, but in a way, I feel like it, that that's, um,
1: helped a little bit being yeah. local, and, and I, did, I, you know, maybe I didn't tap into that in the early days, but I suddenly realised that there was quite a, um, a focus on like people really liked the fact it was a local brand. Yeah. A lot of the people that supported us were local and loved the fact that we were local. Yeah. Actually, I need to do more with that because yeah. we are an English yeah. brand. Although yeah. you know we're a Swiss heritage English brand, so we're a UK based company, but yeah. we use Swiss parts and yeah. the story is Swiss.
0: It's cool as well, because the watches are so well-priced as well, aren't they? They're so affordable for people. Thanks, mate. They're not, <laughs> try, like, try to. not ridiculous, are they? No, M- maybe, to. maybe one day in the future, you'll probably be charging a lot more. <laughs> yeah, well, to, to be honest, like, I think that's,
1: you know... Yeah, we've kept them accessible yeah, and affordable. And that that was kind of the my idea with it. I wanted to be able to bring out a watch that was a step above a fashion watch, you know, yeah. that, you know that you just wore, that was, you know... Cheap watch that just looks cool, but then yeah. you can buy another one next month. Yeah, but something that wasn't getting expensive, so people could like afford it. You know? Yeah. Um. But equally, make them limited edition, make them unique in different ways. Like the latest watch we brought brought out is um, you know, using like meteorite on the dial. Yeah. Again, it was an expensive thing to do. But See, I, I think
0: I've seen the video for that. Yeah. It was class video. Yeah, it was really it was cool. That, video that, was,
1: um, that. that was pretty cool. Actually, I was really pleased with how that came out. Um. Yeah, that was sort of far exceeded my expectation. Actually, that was. Did a, you plan that video? Um, actually, shout out to Foliage Creative. They um, they're based in Cornwall. They they smashed it. He's he's really good at what he does, um, Josh. And um, yeah, essentially, I just kind of gave him a bit of a, a vision. Yeah, and, and I'm a bit it. I'm a bit creative like that. A bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. And I have an idea in my head. It's a bit like when we've done photo shoots. I like yeah. I'm not a photographer, but I know what I think you start end up moving
0: people around and all that sort of stuff yeah I just sort of think actually,
1: <laughs> actually is, let's go with this but um he but I also just let him do his thing because yeah. he's like he just blew me away with it and I was like you know it's a space kind of vibe theme to it Um it's made of meteorite you know what can we do and it yeah. kind of like works as magic I'll
0: try and put up the video on the top that'd of this cool. video so yeah. people can see what we're talking about because that video was class that'd be really good yeah, yeah it, it was exactly. class what's your future plans with it then are you look at scaling it
1: look I want to scale it yeah I think you know long term um, dream plan obviously is to make it a household name, yeah, you know, and make it a, m- compete with the, the, the big the big names out there. You've got a
0: good following so far. Also, check you're on like 20 odd K, aren't you? Yeah, Probably I think like 20, 26, I think. Yeah, nearly 30 K, which is cool. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's got a big off. following. See, it's a lot of work though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah it's, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of money that's gone into it.
1: Well, to be honest though, it's like a full time, the social media element is is like it takes up most of the time of the business. That is the, yeah. that is the sort of main part of it. And in a way, that was kind of like my, my strategy. It was yeah. like,
0: let make a good presence online. Social media is key, isn't it, I think. I yeah. think there's a lot of businesses, especially local. I don't know what it's bit of Devon thing that don't utilise social media as much as probably what they should. Yeah. Because like with cars and coppers, I say this to Felix, if Felix does all like the, you might've watched the podcast. With I have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, um, he's very quiet, but like him doing all the photos and videos of cars and coppers and stuff like that, I don't think it would be as successful as it is without all of without that. that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's
1: true. I mean, it's, it's kind of everything now.
0: Yeah, um, I don't feel that some people are like using it as much as what they know should,
1: and it's important. You know, ultimately, it is. It's like the the main factor of yeah most business because
0: obviously now. watches are so Instagrammable. They are, isn't it? yeah, they are. Funny like that that is Instagram, isn't it? It's watches, luxury hard. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's <laughs> also hard at the same time though to sort of because there's only so many wrist shots. You can, yeah, you know? so you end up trying to do like the lifestyle, like we did with Josh. Yeah, um, recently we did the, the shoot with. um Limster Manor uh, had a nice Ferrari
0: in that. We yeah, were talking about this off camera, wasn't we? About yeah. the Ferrari, because we were saying also you were because you're doing a little bit more with uh, Lewis at Chasing Cars now, aren't you? Yeah, Chasing Cars. Shout out to them. He got his. <laughs> I was saying to you off camera, he got his Roma down, didn't he? He did. But I was a little bit disappointed because I thought all the cars he's got, and he gave you the Roma. I thought he could have <laughs> gave you. <laughs> they've I, got I, was, that. I was impressed, <laughs> yeah. but he's got, I haven't seen
1: all of his collection. I know he's got. I know he's got a nice collection. Um, yeah. Was... But I think he was being quite technical. I think he was thinking about the color scheme right so on this the this watch is the one we did the shoot with yeah it's got a meteorite dial which is kind of like that silvery right bluey yeah, yeah, colour. yeah. and i think he had that in mind for that shot right um and obviously josh just like he was the, the good-looking guy who looks, <laughs> he looks the part <laughs> was better than me behind this <laughs> <laughs> so, so um yeah so like combined it was just an awesome an awesome shoot um tying in nice cars nice locations pro athletes it's class because it gets everyone involved watches. doesn't it yeah literally gets everyone involved really that's what
0: good. I thought like obviously um, with cars and coppers, I, I messaged you before about getting you hopefully try and get you involved yeah, more with to. it so I think like one? watches um, next one is February the 18th so it's always on every third Sunday of the month so the only thing at the minute like say if say if I wanted to get you down and you wanted to, to display a couple of things it's a bit cold and it's a bit wet and yeah. <laughs> so it's probably more of like a, a summer thing flag right there, <laughs> yeah but no, I love to get involved. I mean, I love what you're doing. I think
1: that you know, I love my cars. Um, I love it again. That it's local. Yeah,
0: because um, like watches and cars and business and all that sort of stuff. Like I said, to you, it all sort of ties in, doesn't it? Yeah, like I think people it does, yeah. love that all, and that's like like you with Josh getting the photo with the car and stuff like that. It all yeah. just ties in. Yeah, it does. It? I think it's
1: a good synergy between all of it, and I think that's why it creates good content. Yeah, but again, it's almost a bit like you're creating the feel, you're selling the feel, rather than you know, if you keep putting up pictures of just. A watch shot. yeah. Like, even if it's a really nice watch, it you know it becomes boring. Yeah. Whereas if you're selling that, the lifestyle and the feel of it, um, you know, it's a little bit more engaging. I think it's worth
0: yeah looking at a little well, bit. Well, if more. you need cars, we've got enough cars to take first. <laughs> to be honest, spend I spend the what cars you need. <laughs> no, honestly, I think it'd
1: be great to do a collaborative kind of shoot. Or yeah, you know, that'd be cool I mean, actually. It just makes. We'll get you a proper car, not a Roma. <laughs> yeah, yeah unfortunately I didn't get to drive it. I think
0: Josh Did you really not? Moved it about a metre, I think. Because <laughs> um, I forget, Josh is only young, isn't he? He's only like 22 or something like that. You might struggle to ensure that, I think. Yeah, that's... Um, but yeah, no, I need to um, I need to see what, what Lewis has got coming yeah, up. Yeah, I,
1: I think he sold it, actually, the day after the shoot. Yeah, you're saying that, yeah. So he was a bit gutted. He was like, yeah, it's the last time we ever see it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and that was that was, it's that was... probably a good, good
0: read. I like the Roma, but... He's got some other cool cars that I reckon would make some good photos and stuff like that. Yeah, I need to, he's I got need to see them all actually. Yeah, I, I haven't really
1: seen his, his, all of his cars, but um, all spread
0: out here, there, and everywhere. But yeah, he's got um, he's got like
1: a Fiat 500 or something. You like what's that little uh, Fiat Panda? Yeah, Fiat
0: Panda. <laughs> I didn't think that would work in the shoot as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. It probably won't make it to the shoot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he ra- he actually rang me up about that the other day. Is saying about he's buying this pan or whatever and i was just like, what are you buying this for because he's got a little fiat is it like classic is it collectible or something or? no it's nothing special about it But that's not me just saying <laughs> it's just nothing special about it's it just because he bought this fiat sequento flamento thing no, I which this. is like a yeah. it's a michael schumacher edition oh, okay. so it's got michael schumacher stickers on it basically right. and it's got his touch on it and i think his plan is obviously michael schumacher's in a long-term coma at the minute he's kind yeah. of die at one point so that oh, car's I I probably gonna more collectible i don't know who's really gonna want a fiat sequento flamento thing michael schumacher edition yeah. but i'm sure there's a market for nice something you just tuck it away in the garage and not worry about it <laughs> yeah <do you laughs> but i think that's why he's bought the panda now i think he's just buying every fiat that's around oh i didn't realize
1: <laughs> that so he's got a couple of the little
0: so yeah, he's got that fiat um michael schumacher edition then he's going to buy the panda we, he... need
1: to, we need to get him on the show i think
0: yeah, yeah we were saying this be... off, off off camera but he'd be good he's just not um I just always call him chasing cars. So I don't think sometimes he likes his name being, being called. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it'd what be like in camera. But imagine talking about his car collection. Yeah. I've seen his car collection. Be pretty Yeah. Cool. He so he's got a, um, his dad's got a, um, uh, what's that? An 812, which is ta- tailor made. And you'd love it. Cause it's oh, wow. in terms of details and stuff like that. The car is absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Like um, nice. the lever has been matched to the suitcase of, the, I think it was a previous owner. It was, it was ordered oh, wow. from someone else. And the guy had a suitcase, like a Louis suitcase or something like that. And the levers match in the suitcase, which is pretty mad. So but that in terms of details, like with watches and stuff like that, I think that'd be hundred percent. That'd be phenomenal. Yeah.
1: Well we're we're in talks of doing a little bit more, you know, collaborating on a few little projects and, you know, with Josh as well, just trying to come up with some you know, I just think like all the the local entrepreneurial yeah people need to like stick together yeah 100
0: percent. because is a small place isn't it and it'd be good yeah. to try and get involved with there's not enough people, people doing
1: it it's so easy to fall into that trap of just you know doing like you're kind of falling into a pattern of yeah job and your hobby or whatever and it's not always healthy like you know i don't really have much of a, a life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not really depressing. no no but i'm, 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 I'm exactly the same yeah. <laughs> i'm like a workaholic and my hobby kind of it becomes my my work yeah excited about working on you know doing fun stuff like this and just you know working on a new deal or new taking on a new project but then that it's that and i'm you know being a dad yeah you forget about all that sort of stuff and you know obviously i've worked working in the entertainment industry i've you know done my fair share of like partying and events and stuff which i still dabble in but um yeah yeah it's um so you're still going to get involved in the events
0: side of it? Are you still doing the little bits and bobs? Yeah,
1: not not as not as much. Um, you know, obviously
0: we, we do a lot on extra, a lot of. Good you might be able to give me nights. some pointers on how to run cars and cuppers and thinking like that. I don't yeah, know why well, I didn't not, ask it's before. It's not easy though, is it? Like <laughs> it's a changing industry, you know, and um,
1: selling tickets as a whole isn't easy. Yeah, exactly
0: yeah and there's so much involved with it you think there's the tickets insurance all that sort of stuff there's yeah, so much 100%. that goes into it council get involved police get involved everyone just gets involved there's with all the, the boring shit that no one, all, one sees exactly yeah um, which i kind of learned you know over time the hard
1: way because for me it was all about having the contacts having a lot of experience working with artists and thinking right well how cool would it be to bring you know whoever to extra snoop Dogg yeah or someone and then um and then when you try and put on a, a bigger scale event suddenly it's risk assessments. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All all that type of stuff, but... Yeah, because that's the thing with with Cars and Cars, because it runs every month. They almost want to see, like, a fresh event management plan every month but it's the same location it's the same event yeah, it's just, so it's yeah. just like just giving the same jumping same through, one but just jumping through hoops to have
1: fun
2: exactly you know, yeah um
1: but someone's got to do it you know it's one of those things and you know we, i've had some events that have gone a bit wrong and i suddenly realized actually it's important to have certain things yeah the right people you'd there rather go
0: through the effort of messing around with that sort of stuff providing all the information and if something does go wrong and yeah. then you get a heavy fine or whatever it may it's be a contingency <laughs> yeah. backup or something. So I've got a question for you there, because obviously you're massively involved in events. Obviously you've been looking at cars and cuppers from the outside. Yeah. What Would you, would you have any recommendations on what we can do to make it better from just visually looking on the outside?
1: Um,
0: so but like the structure of it at the minute, it's like cars and, so it's called Cars and Cuppers, obviously. It's a cars and coffee-inspired event where you've got like about 200 cars they basically come down for the breakfast so it's between nine and one, which yeah. I might change it to nine and twelve actually, because we a lot of people come between nine and eleven. Okay. Basically come down, drive, drive to us, park up, have breakfast, communicate, connect with all the other local petrol heads, and then they just go again. So it's not like a car show, but we get traders yeah. and that involved. We get local businesses involved, like we get like we've had Mercedes down, we've had Tesla down. Well, that's a great start.
1: Yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Cool. local businesses to support it, um, but I think you know the branding looks really good and it's a great venue, isn't it? I think that's yeah, a really like D- yeah. central location yeah. and there's space for loads of cars and um, I don't know, I'll definitely have a think about it. I, I just think you could probably really scale it. Yeah. It could probably be something that, you know, as it becomes popular or even more popular than it is now and you get more and more people wanting to come, you know, do you start getting vendors in? Do you start having a, a bar there and, you know, you yeah. food and merch? and
0: yeah, Merch would be cool. It's the only thing because obviously it's like, so do you know Greendale Farm Shop? I yeah. Yeah, it been, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, they've got their um, they've got their food, so they provide all the food and stuff. So we can't really dabble too much with that. Really, they will probably hate me for saying that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get slaughtered now. <laughs> Just <choose> another venue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I guess. But merchandise and stuff. I think merchandise. Stuff. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd love to get involved a bit more with the merchandise type of stuff because everyone loves a T-shirt, <laughs> don't they? Honestly, people love a T-shirt. Because it's like with like going back to the watches, like if you've done like chucked in a free t-shirt every now and then P- people love that sort of stuff because they, they can chuck it up on their instagram and stuff like that they
1: really do and like we, we brought out um some hats and stuff like that and yeah know, i've seen that it's cool that
0: they people really yeah really like that. and
1: i think obviously it's great branding for you yeah because it's nice that, that people are representing
0: the brand 100%. as long as they're representing the a good way and not like yeah doing <laughs> stupid stuff true well to be honest we've been going through like a like getting our
1: trademarks and stuff sorted out and um you know we we've got the om trademark for clothing because i think yeah actually we'd you know it's not its not going to become a clothing what is brand it? Is that just
0: OM or Olivia Malin but, uh, both so both. the OM
1: is kind of like you know like on the hat yeah it's kind of you know quite a clear logo yeah on the front um, but then the Olivia Malin logo as a full um, I don't know I just think there's, there's a market for it And although we're not going to become a clothing brand I just think you know if someone's behind the brand and they want to wear a polo shirt with the yeah logo, and obviously from a sponsorship perspective yeah you know, players and yeah people in the industry wearing it um, so it's always a good but same for you I mean there's no reason why you couldn't have a Merch store, yeah. I'd love to do it you a need bit to more merch. About revenue as well, don't you? Yeah, There's business, so
0: yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, I'm only really making money through the tickets, which is only a five or a car, right? So, you have to sometimes coffee and stuff to be at Green no, okay. But like I suppose the, they're selling coffees, yeah. So, yeah. they're obviously making an absolute fortune, Thomas, if he's watching this, yeah. <laughs> um, do you get a free coffee? No, not yet. I so, make, yeah, come on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. i trying to do it. Although um, I probably shouldn't say this, but the staff gave me his staff drinks last time. Staff tea, So, nice. <laughs> I won't say which staff because I don't <laughs> want to get in trouble. <laughs> that's fair enough. But eh? obviously, yeah. So the income I'm making from it is only from the cars that are coming. But yeah. it's not like we. It's free for visitors and all that sort of stuff. So, um. But obviously, summer's gonna come quick. So I want to try and make sure that we start planning some stuff now for, for sure. April onwards. That's gonna like really benefit benefit cars and couples yeah and, and how many people sort of come to it so there was on average one time so on the last we had to do the evening meet as well which are cool like if we can get this um, nice weather the sunshine because you've got the sunset over Greendale and stuff like that yeah on the last one I want to say we had 350 people on the last evening meet 350 That's cars really as in 350 a cars, cars a lot of cars whereas the last so on the Sundays at the minute because the weather's a bit awful like people like Lewis and that they're so uptight about their cars if it's <laughs> if it's forecast for rain on Sunday they will yeah. not bring that car out. Bring the Defender though. <laughs> you. Yeah, <laughs> you can bring the Defender. But some people obviously don't want to get salt on their cars, which I understand with the classic cars. If you've got like an old yeah, nineteen yeah. sixty, <laughs> Exactly. This, this is my mindset, which obviously I own a detailing business. So people almost think I'm going to be really anal about cars. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm the opposite. I'll clean people's cars and I'll make sure they're absolutely Spotless. mint. But when yeah. it comes to using your car, I think just use your car. Oh, yeah. I mean, so We get just... less numbers in the winter. Yeah, because people don't want to bring their car out. Makes
1: sense, I suppose. But three fifty is good though. That's
0: good. Yeah, that was that was a mental busy night. That was was really good. Cars coming out. How many can you have there? Like, what's the sort of limit? Probably three (laughs) hundred. Oh really? So it was it was busy. (laughs) It was manic, yeah. Because and the other thing is now, like, obviously we're getting loads of the young car spotters and that come down. There must be like forty odd. Are they all all from Exeter? Yeah, so we get like forty odd kids basically. They're probably between like the ages of I don't know eleven and fourteen. They come down and just take loads of photos of the cars and stuff. Okay. And where we park them at Greendale, we almost just sort of line them up in a bit of an angle. But right. um, if some of the photographers, they haven't been moaning, but they've just been saying, oh, we want mix up a little bit with the, some uh, where the cars are parked. So we always want to space the cars out more, which obviously gives us less space to park the cars. But I think it would look sick, like if yeah. we can space them out a little bit better. Because, Like I said earlier, social media, if everyone can take some good photos of the cars and stuff, because we get... Tagged in cars and cuppers and all sorts of stuff. Well, that's stuff, good. So.
1: Have you got? Presumably, you've got some good presents. I mean, obviously, I need to come along to one of the events. Yeah, um, you should get
0: down on, on the on the next
1: one. Yeah, we'll definitely try to. Maybe um,
0: we'll try and get Lewis to come pick you up or something in, in one, yeah, of the it, yeah, one of the cars. One of the proper cars. The uh, chicken. <laughs> yeah, <it. laughs> I'll imagine that. I'll I'll be fuming. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I don't think it'll make it there. You'll probably stop at the services, and that'll yeah. be. <laughs> you will be ringing me up asking you to pick pick you up I do need to come. I do need to come. I think to be honest, it's I found It's the Defender because after you we were saying earlier, you got the um, Defender, haven't you? Yeah, so got a bit of an old,
1: uh, bit of a classic Defender. People really. love
0: that sort of stuff. We get um, there's a. I do love Defender. Yeah,
1: they're cool. Something about it. It's almost like no luxury. There's nothing special about it. It's just a cool.
0: So car. noisy when you're in there noisy, and all sorts. Smoky. <laughs> um, yeah, but just... they are pretty solid though, aren't they? It's just one of those cars. I just yeah, just enjoy driving. How long it? have you had that Defender? Um,
1: probably a couple of years now.
0: A few years. Well, how much was it? Do you mind saying? It's that? hard to find it, to be honest. Um, so, is it all stripped out in the bag? So it's not got any seats in the back. or has it got the... No, so it's got like, you know, the fold-up yeah, original, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seats,
1: um, but they're not in there. So they're obviously like, yeah, really been in there originally, I think, but... Um, do you daily that? Yeah, it's yeah, the like workhorse. It's, you know, um, but for like the small festivals and stuff that like I do, it's like the perfect so, vehicle. Yeah. I actually filled it up with, I can't even tell you how many hundreds of cases of, like, beer and stuff doing a small festival. And, honestly, it's, like, one of the best vehicles for it because it can handle, like, seriously. It's serious solid. Weight. Yeah, they are solid. Um, I think they're only, like, they like, three tonne or something. I don't oh, know really yeah. I, don't, I know they can take a fair, fair bit. And, and, yeah, so I was, like, you know, filled up the back, all on the arches. It was just solid lager. And, like, you know, it was <laughs> a lot lower. But it's, been, it's had quite a lot of work done to it. Um, it was quite You've likely. been off-roading We're, in it? Done a little bit. Yeah, a couple actually. I went to, went to Crediton. Uh, my parents have in Crediton, and um, basically got like farm fields everywhere and I was just like... Just Sending like, just it around. <laughs> <laughs> drove, drove down and... Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, nice, a farm. They're cool, field. they are. And I'm just sort of hanging on to it and keeping it clean, looking after Although that it's not clean, you were just saw it. it's, it's <laughs> fun,
0: it? But um It's the weather, mate.
1: But when it's clean. Yeah. Know, it's,
0: it's been like... It's a nice colour, that as well, isn't it?
1: and, you know, it's got a nice speck and stuff.
0: And Some it. people go mad on them. I was down somewhere um, the other week called... Landroid, you've heard of Landroid in Marsh Barton. Oh yeah, they um they do them all up. I, d- I don't know how much people spend on them, but they must spend a serious amount of money because you can go oh, to town on it. it, can't you? Well, they hold their value. They're sort of you know the old ones still like twenty k. What age is that? That one
1: is well, I'm not ten years. It could be any year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, It's two thousand and four, I think.
0: Which is mad. But
1: it's got the spec of well, they they didn't change shape up until two thousand and seventeen, I think yeah it's true In 2017, yeah. they changed to the new one, yeah, so if you had a two thousand and seventeen or a two thousand they're pretty much the same vehicle it's
0: mad that's two thousand and four isn't
1: it? yeah, I was twenty years old and we'll But just... it's got the you know the bonnet of the um so it's the t d five but there's obviously there's the the puma engine I think came after that yeah, which had the slightly nicer bonnet
2: there's yeah not that bonnet on it, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't
1: look like two thousand and seventeen or two thousand and sixteen um but it's still got the original like um Air vents at the front. <laughs> <You> know, that <laughs> is the air con, so they should like, pull a lever and they open up. That's but mental. But it's all part of the character. It just makes it like a really cool... And, you know, it's, there's less for it to go wrong. It's just... Yeah. You know, I was telling you off camera a minute ago that, you know, I had this opportunity to... Potentially, someone really wanted it and offered me a discovery. Um, I think I'm wrong. Love the discovery. Like it's a, a bit more luxury and stuff like that. A really luxury. Family car, TVs in the headrests, four sunroofs, like... Complete different <laughs> ball game. Yeah, um, it's like one end of the spectrum to the other that complete, is. Complete, yeah. Um but then it was like the more the guy wanted the defender, the less I wanted to sell it. Yeah. So I sort of realised yeah. that actually yeah, know, these, these these are desirable, they're going up in value. Yeah. They they're rarer now to find. And then if should think you just
0: keep holding on to that, it's just gonna be go to prices going up
2: and up. Hopefully,
1: and up. I'll give it to my kids one day or something. <laughs> so they're looking forward to keep it, you know, um, hopefully. Um yeah, we'll keep it in the keep it in the family. But um, yeah, every mechanic I spoke to basically just called me an idiot. And they because like, <laughs> I was just trying to get advice. I was like, look, you know, I appreciate I'm happy to pay for your time. Like, I'm not expecting you to because I know it's <laughs> annoying to like, bring up a mechanic and just yeah. really give <laughs> advice. But um, I was like, you know, can you look at this discovery for me? And they're like, so what's the deal? I was like, part exchange of Defender for the discovery. And they're like, well, why would you get rid of the, the Defender? And I was like, well, yeah, I get it. But this, <laughs> this one ticks a lot of boxes with yeah. kids and stuff. Um, anyway, I didn't make, I didn't do it. I kept the defender, and I'm, I you're I'm, glad, I'm, I'm pleased. Yeah, i bet you're glad. You're my missus is pleased about it, <laughs> really? and, and she <laughs> hated it at first.
0: <laughs> but, um, it's just something about him, I think, isn't there? It's just just yeah, cruising it's around. Just I mean, it's not
1: luxury. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Um, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been maps and stuff. I think, but it's it, like it's, it's good performance, but it's, um, you know, you wouldn't want to go on the motorway for long with it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not like a. I think anything over seventy miles an hour, it's like. <laughs>
0: just just freaks out things start falling off yeah (laughs) a bit like lewis's fiat but yeah um i bet they've been good in the floods than that oh yeah so much flooding haven't we it's actually like looking out looking for floods (laughs) that's why i'd love to have one of them
1: yeah because they're quite high aren't they it's been it's been jacked a little bit um but yeah i mean i think because where i'm pretty sure that where the air vent on the side is if some people have a snorkel yeah it hasn't got that. But. I think as long as the water's below that, I think you're pretty much. Yeah. To and I, I you just send them on through. I drove through broad cliffs. You know, they get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like. I did freak out a bit. I kind of stopped. I had my little boy in the car, <laughs> and I stopped. And I thought that's actually pretty deep. Like how far? <laughs> how, how deep can I actually go? And I just, just when it's on like, your lap, you know when to start <laughs> yeah. reversing. But I've got to swim out. Of the car. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. So um, no, it's it's cool. But um, yeah, it feels like it's sensible as well. I yeah. Underrated. Like I'm not trying to be too flashy and. I've had some nice cars and I, I love my cars don't get me wrong yeah right. you said
0: you're a big engine cars.
1: if the business does well in the years you know I'd love to be able to buy you know Aston Martin's kind of like one of my favourites is, is that what brand. you'd be looking at getting yeah do you know what I, I think if I suddenly came in like into loads of money tomorrow and I could buy anything I actually don't know what I would buy
2: yeah I know what you mean I don't know
1: about you but like, like some people have a dream car yeah I think Aston Martin's always been my like my dream brand
0: yeah but it sort of know, goes with the whole luxury watch lifestyle and stuff like that does a little it? bit to be fair um Aston Martin collaboration, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Let's that would be cool. With James Bond or something like that, the new James That's Bond. <laughs> Henry to do it. He did the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did a shoot with
1: us. We went for that James Bond vibe. It worked really well, actually. That was, would be cool, wouldn't it? it cool. Um, but but maybe I'll yeah, we'll have think to find an Aston Martin for you to do a photo shoot with mm. or something like that. It's just a cool brand. I feel like they've just got it right. I feel like all of their releases are just kind of next level. Yeah.
0: On their own level, though. You yeah, know? yeah. because I think they're the same. Like Aston Martin don't bring out a lot of cars. Like it's the quality cars that they bring out, yeah. whereas like Ferrari Lamborghinis, still cool cars, they but they bring out juice, do they? yeah Lamborghini and all that and Ferrari. There's just so many of them. But Aston Martin, they don't tend to bring out so loads. True.
1: But then, it, but then it's like, you know, I think everyone wants to own a Ferrari one day, don't they? Yeah. A or a Lamborghini. So I think you know my little boy would love it if I had. You know, he, he talks about Lamborghinis and Ferraris. That's that natural. And as a kid, I was the same. Yeah. So I guess you know if if you had like. Uh, endless selection and obviously it would be hard to choose one but I've got, got a question for you really that a lot of often
0: Carl, people say is are you a Lambo or Ferrari man Of uh, Lambo or Ferrari
1: I don't know you know that's a really good point I, I actually it's a good question some people
2: are it'd probably definite-
1: be I'd say like 10 years ago it would have been Ferrari yeah but i think now it'd probably maybe be lamborghini because i've got young kids and i think they'd be more blown yeah. away by it and it'd be yeah, more impressive yeah. to them yeah but i think i'd probably rather own a ferrari
0: yeah because ferrari's got that i think lambo's a bit more asbo isn't it ferrari's a bit more luxury yeah there I is a, there is a luxury element to it but i think lambo i mean lambo's still a luxury car but it's just a bit more of like an asbo type feel to a lamborghini i think
1: yeah i don't know what it is i feel like i feel like if i pulled up at my house with a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, I think my kids would be way more impressed by the Lamborghini initially. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ferrari, but Sorry, Lewis. I think as they got a bit older, they they'd probably lean towards yeah. the Ferrari because it's got that luxury feel to it, and it's Ferrari. It's something about the the brand, yeah, um, which, I, which I love. So I I'd probably say I'm a Ferrari man over a Lamborghini. Yeah, car.
0: see, I'm I'm more Lamborghini, but someone all... we'll get
1: like a Ferrari discount.
0: Or something. <laughs> 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 they are so tight, mate. Ferrari are the worst for it. In order to get like certain cars, like um, like that Roma that, that uh, Chasing Cars had, you've almost got to buy a few of them to get on the list for like some of the bigger Ferraris. Also you don't even get the, it, ch- the chance. To some it. some cars you don't even get the yeah you don't even get the pickings to even have a look at it. You've got to buy like X amount. You've got to spend X amount. It's a bit like Porsche as well actually. Yeah, I've never really a, a Porsche fan, but I like the GT3s and I don't Not know if you're three, in, yeah. into like track stuff,
1: like the classic 911 Turbo. Yeah. yeah you know some of the, the, the classic ones I, I do really like I quite like the bigger porsche as well you know like the big a, like may or something porsche like that well. yeah like, yeah it's pretty cool i mean again that's what i mean i'm like
0: i'd be really fussy i don't I literally don't know what I would <laughs> i'd have to just have a massive fleet i think <laughs> yeah you know, like one for each <laughs> make week, so much money yeah i'd like yeah. to have my dream cars the Rover Rover svr the sport svr i don't know if you know that yes, yeah i do yeah but um that's like five liter v8 because you think for every day like wafting around in something like that yeah would be absolutely perfect do you know, I do love a Range Rover. Yeah, they're cool, aren't yeah, they? I do love
1: a Range Rover. I have and actually had a, I had a Range Rover Sport. Um, uh, it was a 4.4 supercharged. Was assume. it? Glad yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the model of it now. But that um, yeah, was a few like years ago. autobiography, back. probably, or something like that, maybe. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it was the most. Was it for petrol, 4.4? Petrol. It the <laughs> most uneconomical <laughs> car. Ever. Like, you literally see the fuel gauge. <laughs> <thing. laughs> Like Dropped
0: the notes flying out the exhaust. That was ridiculous. N-
1: um, but it was at the time; it was like a company vehicle. I think I somehow did it through my business at the time, and it was like a leased one or whatever. I don't know. It was a bit of a stupid move, really. Cause it, was <laughs> lot, it, was, it was a lot of money. It was like, like two thousand and your fuel expenses that year were like Gosh. way high. Yeah, it was mad. But again, loved it though. Yeah, I had, like, a fridge. The yeah, they stuff. do center console. Sorry. Yeah, that. Um, that was a cool car. But I just loved Range Rovers. Yeah. But,
0: um, they get a lot of stick, don't they, Range Rovers, I think. Well, They're really any? aren't they? Yeah. yeah. Is that the latest thing with them? Did you have any problems with it, like, in general? Honest, everyone right? said
1: there's... What, saying... other than running out of fuel? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, like, I think it was... But again, it was one of those kind of, like, you know, through a business, lease, deal. Yeah. New, so, realistically, it
0: never had any issues. Um, yeah, like you said, yeah, at the, the minute, the they run are run getting run. stolen, though.
1: Well, I keep hearing about that. Yeah. thing, now.
0: Yeah, like, so the Range Rover Sport SVR that I just spoke about... They're like 140 grand car from, I think the last one was 2022. Yeah. You can look on Auto Trader now, they're like 55 grand because people can't insure them. Well, they, they can insure them. The people always say you can't, you can't, but you can, but you're talking like 10 grand. But it's just so expensive. Well, because <laughs> sure. of the theft element. Because of the theft, because it's so easy to steal. You see, my
1: brother was talking to me about this the other day. He, he quite liked, he looked at an old, well, funny enough, it's old now, but you know, like life flies by. I think the model I had, I got it new, but it was 2007, I think. Yeah. Maybe 2008 and at the time it seemed so like modern and yeah. the shape was so new for Range yeah. was, quite like boxy yeah the
0: boxy shape um
1: and now you pick them up for like 5 grand
0: yeah that's mental like it's, it's absolutely a hell of a mental lot of car yeah it's a lot of car the money. but the older ones i think it will cost you more down the line in terms of as they get to that age of running it yeah all the maintenance i remember it had like um yeah, it's yeah. got the armrest. But you could raise it, yeah. higher, <laughs> it and lower it. Like oh, the suspension. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, that was so cool. Which makes it easier for me. Like when I'm cleaning Range Rovers, you can raise Go it right up. up, so you can get to all the arches and stuff. Which oh, no one knows. Cool. Some people like have them cars. Like I've, I've been cleaning them before, raised them right up, and the customers come out and be like, "What's happened to the car? Because it looks like it's on stilts when it's yeah. really high." Yeah, I should drive mine
1: lowered. Yeah, they it look lower cool. thirty mil or something. I yeah, remember it be, I remember it dropping and.
0: And then you can also drop into like access height. <coughs> so when like, you're parked up, they just sit really low, like yeah. sit even it lower. Cool. It does look cool. So. But
1: yeah, now now it's like, but then, you know, do you buy one and have all those costs involved and yeah. insuring it and stuff? But that's why I, th- I feel like the Defender's a bit of a sweet spot because it hasn't got the luxury of the Range Rover, but it's, you know, just that kind of like robust yeah. kind of vehicle to drive around in.
0: I tell you what, the, the new Defender's are stupid money at the minute. Yeah. They're so but expensive. I, did, I was
1: keen to get one. I, was, I did look at it for a bit. Again, unless you can afford it, I mean, they were just hard to get, expensive. yeah. Um, but they are, I do like them, they're just sort of different, aren't they? Yeah, Jack, I like them Jack more. Spec'd up. The um, oh, the V8, he took me out on that. Um, yeah, V8, <laughs> that fuel it's was ridiculous, ridiculous. unbelievable. Yeah, they, l- they look cool and they sound car, cool.
2: Though. Yeah, you, know I
0: mean?
1: you don't think you're gonna get that sort of performance from such a heavy vehicle, yeah, that's and the it thing. just like blew me away.
0: It's the same as like the SVR, and that it's such a big car, but you don't realize how quick. And the, Did you see the bonnet? Raise when you're flo- flooring yeah, yeah. it, and stuff like that. Crazy. It's a lot of power. I think it's like 600, well, 500 brake horsepower. It's a lot of power. Very really good on
1: fuel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't yeah. think you buy that car for that, do you? But um, yeah, but then, I'm sure you know, it's right
0: like for people like Jack. He's probably, yeah. <laughs> People like us, we probably run out of money. <laughs> yeah, true,
1: true. I think he's still, I assume he's still got it. Obviously, he's in France at the moment. But um, yeah, it was a, that was a. That Cause was a they look cool because his
0: one was all satin as well, didn't it? So it almost looks yeah. even stealthier. Like when yeah, it's I all blacked like out. Yeah, I do like that. See, we we met up and. You know, I thought my
1: landy was cool, and it's the same, <laughs> yeah. it's the same sort of graphite grey. And I partner, next, to it, I thought oh, actually it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's actually it's actually quite old. But then in other lights or other the thing is some people really don't so like the
0: high. new one, do they? Some people like the the no. traditional Defender fans. A lot of the if they've seen ones. them two part together, they'd go for yours hundred percent. True, that is true. Because there's a lot of love for them, and they hate that people don't like change today. So they call it the Pretender, the new one. They call that, it the Pretender. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah. Heard that one, I've well, got, I have, um, I
1: have heard that that's the thing. I think if you, if you've owned or have you know, one of the classic ones no one really wants to change it yeah so people that, don't like
0: change do they I've got someone in the family called Carl it's um um my brother's uh, father-in-law and he's got the like your defender but like, the arm, it's all armied up I don't know but it's like a pre-war oh, type okay. thing and he if you talk to him about the new defenders like, I try and have a conversation about it's the new defenders they're not interested So I've <laughs> noticed a
1: few people that know their defenders and they'll ask me about what car I've got and I'll say I was like TD5 sort of defender and he's like oh proper proper defender <laughs> yeah. Was the new one not a problem? <laughs> yeah. But I get it now. There's, there's a bit of a kind of yeah. Also, I like the, I like the kind of community that comes with having a defender.
0: Yeah, there's a huge community. Yeah, they a they huge community.
1: I, I, I don't think I've crossed. That's what I mean. If you brought that up to cars and
0: coppers, I think you'd get a lot of people coming to look at it and stuff. And especially if there's a couple of you. Do you reckon. Or do you reckon they'll think it's
1: like the work vehicle.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. moving like Trailers yeah. around and stuff. <laughs> to do with the farm shop. Yeah. I reckon if you can get a few of you up, I feel like you, like a little defender club because that's what Cole does. He he brings up like a couple of army truck mates. Oh, they all okay. park up next to each other. I'll send you some photos later so you can see what it is. Yeah, that'd be cool. But it'd be cool to do something like... We spoke about that um, Tim Foster in London he does like yes, a yeah, um, yeah. drive-out type thing with Defenders, so it'd be cool to do something like, definitely something like yeah. that. that's a good shout, actually. But Dave, I, I realise we're, we're pushing it on for time. Also, you've got to shoot off. It's Friday evening. You've got family to get home to and probably some day. partying that's or something I'm like that. Chat all day, mate. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't too bad, was it? No, it's was good, <laughs> mate. It was good.
1: I thought it'd be... you know appreciate the opportunity and... No, thanks good for good coming good on.
0: But one last question before you go, before yep. I let you go off to do whatever you've got to do this Friday evening, we've had a question that that come in on the first one that I want to use on every last episode. So if you could build a car using three different brands of manufacturers, what would you build and why? So I, I, I can't remember exactly what I picked, but I think I went
1: So three Porsche. manufacturers?
0: Yeah, so say like you can use the body of a Porsche, <clears throat> engine of a Lambo and interior of... Uh, McLaren or something like that. I think Felix had a Porsche with M2 handling. I can't remember what engine he went for. Maybe a Ferrari engine or something like that.
1: God, That's a tough one, isn't it? I'd probably it's go for like an Aston Martin for the for the body. Yeah, for the for the the look, the style of it. Um, perhaps with a Rolls Royce interior.
0: Yeah, nice. I like the way it's going. Yeah.
1: And then engine. I mean.
0: Where you go T D five defender engine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put T D five in there, it'll be it'll last forever. Yeah. It'll do a million miles. Um yeah, probably like a Lambo or Ferrari engine or something.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So that's the Martin Body, Rolls royce Interior, and Umbrellas and stuff. Yeah. Um and Lambo engine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Dave, I appreciate your time today, mate. I'll let you go. Thanks for me on. Um, thanks for coming on to the Cars and Cubs podcast. Appreciate we hopefully see you at some future events. So yeah, definitely I'll be there. i look forward awesome. to that.